Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy, oh, hold on. Jessica, you got a conference? Okay, girl, get it. Uh, (laughs) Miss Whitney's in the house. Okay. All right. Welcome, 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 everybody. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. Uh, This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time watching uh, or listening to the podcast replay and you're like, who's this person on the internet or this person in my ear? What are they talking about? Why are they here? Uh, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like getting your uh, articles of incorporation, EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have uh, contract templates for clients and partners, um, brand protection strategies, as well as hiring and training strategies so you don't get sued for discrimination. I help you do all of these things. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you, I'm very happy that you asked. I am a licensed attorney, have been one for 15 years and counting. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. Uh, So that's why I'm here to get you, you know, on the right path. So if you are in the startup phase of your business, or even if you've been in business for a while, but you need some more structure, or if you've got a business idea and you're like, I don't know where to start, uh, you should get in contact with me. How are you going to do that? Here's how you're going to do it. You're going to go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. That is the only link in my bio on Instagram and it's all over my page on uh, Facebook at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. You can book yourself a free 15 minute consultation. You can also uh, download my free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less as well at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. You can access my any of my video trainings like this month we've been focusing on EIN numbers so you can pick up the let's get EIN numbers uh, video training you can also subscribe to the YouTube page uh, and the podcast so if you ever miss a live broadcast you can catch up on it at your leisure there's a lot happening at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm okay and last but not least at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm you can get your show merch y'all know y'all want these cups y'all know y'all want these t-shirts all right get them get them okay Excuse me. Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Okay. Uh, but that's enough about the business side. Let's get to the show. This is why we are here. Hey, hey, hey. Um, so here is how the show works. Uh, at the top of the show, um, you know, we do a, a little business, uh, you know, or legal concept, something I call an NPL nugget, where I just teach you a quick little lesson. Then we go into our stories, right? Now, where do I get these stories? I get them from everywhere. Today, in particular, all of our stories have been provided. Oh, Miss Whitney said, get the mug. Yes, get the mug, y'all. Get the mug. Um, <clears throat> today's, all of today's stories have been provided by one regular viewer. You just, 76 Grim Guy, you knew I was about to talk about you. All of today's stories have been provided to me today by 76 Grim Guy. When I tell you she be on it, she be in the inbox like, girl, did you know what happened? Um, so I want to thank you, 76 Grim Guy, so being, for being so checked in, uh, and interested in this, okay? 
All right. So, uh, so let's just hop into it. All right. Oh no, wait, I didn't finish with my instructions. So yeah, I get the stories from everywhere and I pick the ones that have business lessons that we can learn and we talk about them. So this is the time for you to get involved. I want you in the conversation, answer the questions, give me your comments, ask your own questions. As long as everything is respectful, I want you in this conversation. Okay. I am going to ask you to put emojis and answers and stuff in the comment box. So, you know, keep your, keep your fingers ready as long as you're not driving. (laughs) All right. Okay. So let's get started. Now, uh, this entire month of February, we have been talking about EIN numbers, but I did slip up the last couple of days and didn't continue. So I just want to do a quick refresh on EIN numbers for you guys. All right. If you don't know what they are, even though I think everybody here, at least watching live, um, we've gone through this a number of times. So your EIN number, it is your business identification number. It's how the government identifies you for business purposes or tax purposes, right? Uh, your EIN number, it helps you do many things with your, you need your EIN number to fight, to pay your employees. You need an EIN number to open a bank account in a lot of places. You need an EIN number to be, to be eligible for, for a certain, you know, to be able to start establishing business credit. The EIN number, it get, there are a lot of doors that it can open for you. So it's very important when you're establishing your business. Hey, Trista, when you're establishing your business that you have your EIN number as one of the first steps that you do. Uh, now, where do you get your EIN number? You can get it right at the irs.gov website. Uh, it is totally free to get. Now, if you don't know how to apply for the EIN number and you need someone to show you how to apply for it properly, I do have a workshop, a video training workshop that I have. You can go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and check that out. Um, and it takes you literally through the process. So, you know, you know exactly what questions are going to be asked so that you can prepare your answers. So you don't feel like, you know, you're kind of on the spot. All right. All right. Uh, so let's get to our stories. Okay. Uh, if you have heard of the author Stephen King, please give me a crown emoji. If you have heard of the author Stephen King, please give me a crown emoji. Um, I, I, I like Stephen King's books. I've read a number of them. Hey, Margaret. Uh, some of them are a little bit too much for me, like It, the book, Pet Cemetery. No, thank you. Um, but uh, today's story has to do with one of my favorite Stephen King works, and it has to do with his Dark Tower uh, series. Okay. But, um, I just want to know how many of you know who Stephen King is. I I feel like everybody should know who Stephen King is. Give me that crown emoji, or at least just say yes. Give me something in the comments. Okay. Cheryl gave me the crown. Yes. Thank you, Cheryl. All right. I'm going to assume that you guys are driving and that's why I'm not getting any crowds. Okay. All right. So moving on with our story. Um, like I said, Stephen King, he, um, has this series of books. I think there are seven books in total. Thank you, Margaret, for the crown. Um, and it's called the Dark Tower series. Thank you, 76 Grimcrate for the crowns. I don't know if you saw the movie that came out. It starred Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba, and it was absolute garbage, like trash, but the Dark Tower series, the books are actually really, really good. Um, and it's actually one of my favorites of Stephen King's works. 
All right. Now, uh, in this uh, this series, The Dark Tower, there is a principal character who is whose name is Roland Deshane, right? And Roland Deshane, he's this guy. He's he's a, a sort of knight slash cowboy, and he is, you know, in a post apocalyptic world, and you know, trying trying to find this this tower, this dark tower that is the center of all you know space and time because things are going wonky, right? Um, now this was published in 1977. Here's the issue. There is a gentleman by the name of Benjamin Dubay. He owns the copyright for a book called The Rook. Um, and The Rook was a comic that was created by his uncle plus two other guys in 1976, right? Um, and the, the, the... the premise or, or the principal character of the of the rook is that there's a wealthy in, inventor who travels through time and fights monsters. Okay, um, so Benjamin Dubay, even though Stephen King's Dark Tower was printed before the rook came out, has sued or tried to sue Stephen King for copyright infringement. He said that Stephen King based his principal character, Roland Deschain, on the principal character in The Rook. Um, Okay, Uh, and now, when the court said, but Stephen King's books came out earlier than yours, he was like, yeah, but he had seven books. Maybe the first one wasn't, you know, so clear, but as the books developed... He used my character or the character I have the copyright for to develop, you know, Roland Deshay. Um, so, so that was Benjamin Dubay's argument. I want to know what do you think happened in court? What do you think the judge said when Benjamin Dubay brought this uh, brought this argument up before them and said that Stephen King copied the character for his Dark Tower series from this book? called The Rook. What do you think the judge said? What do y'all think the judge said? Hmm? Remember, uh, The Dark Tower, the first book was printed in 19, was, was printed a year before The Rook. There have been, and there were six books that came after it, right? Uh, the Dark Tower is a very dark story. Like, there's a lot of gruesome stuff that happens, uh, and apparently the, the Rook story is a, is a more cheerful one. Uh, Jessica Lynn said, do you have proof of specimen? 76 Grimkay said, you are doing too much. Um, Jessica Lynn, I don't know what, what specimen you mean, but this lawsuit was actually dismissed by the judge. The judge said, excuse me, Ben, the only similar, like, you're basically saying that having a character who goes on adventures is, is you know, is your property, which is wrong. Roland Deshane, this character in Stephen King's, uh, in Stephen King's series, um, uh, you know, he, he is a totally different character. He's very dark. He's like a cowboy. This guy over here in the Rook, he's a wealthy inventor and he's, you know, traveling in, he's fighting monsters. These like, yes, there, there are very vague similarities, but nobody would mistake the Dark Tower series for the Rook. So the judge actually dismissed this lawsuit against, um, you know, against Stephen King and said, you know, Stephen King, do your thing. So I want to know from you guys, do you think the judge did the right thing or should the judge have maybe heard Benjamin Dubay out a little more? 
Do you think the judge did the right thing or should he have heard Benjamin Dubay out a little more? Let me know what you think about that. Mm -hmm. Eh, 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 eh. Let me know what you think about that. Okay. Um, I think the judge did the right thing because uh, Cheryl, Cheryl said, I think it was a good call. I totally think it was a good call because it's, you can't, you know, co-opt an entire genre, you know, you're basically trying to co-opt the whole adventure, the whole adventure theme, which is not possible. You can't copyright an idea. It has to be an expressive work. Um, <clears throat> 17 Scream Case said, I'm team judge. Jessica Lynn said, specimen being samples, anything that would prove they copied their literature. I think the judge made the right call. <coughs> Margaret said, I think the judge did the right thing. Um, Sincere 39, hey, come on, come on in. Yeah. Um, I don't think it, it was even a matter of specimens, Jessica Lynn, because Miss Whitney said the judge did right, because the Rook was published. It's there. You can look, you can look at it. And then you have the Dark Tower, and you can read those books. You can read the both of them. So it was a matter of looking at the characters in those books and seeing, is there any similarity, right? Um, okay, so, you know, good luck to Stephen King. I would love to see more Dark Tower books come out. I know the series is over, but it was so good, guys. If you can get the book or the audiobook, do not watch the movie. It is awful. Um, okay. But moving on to our next story. Yeah, okay. Um, has anybody heard of the, the app called TuneIn? The app TuneIn, it basically connects you to, you know, radio stations all around the world. If you have heard of the radio app TuneIn, please just give me a yes. <laughs> Doesn't want say I won't. Um, just try it, girl. It's good. Um, yes, if you have heard of, of the, the app TuneIn, please give me, okay, Cheryl has heard about it, right? TuneIn, they connect you to radio stations all around the world. Jessica Lynn said no. Margaret Massey said no. Okay. 76 Grim K said yes. All right. So we got a couple people. Yes. A couple people. No. So basically TuneIn, it's kind of like iHeartRadio. And you can get radio stations from all around the world, right? Um, so access to worldwide radio streams. Um, the, uh, they are actually being sued by Warner and Sony. Here's why. So when you uh, go to tune in and you pick a station that you want to listen to, Warner and Sony are saying, look, you know, they connect, uh, you know, they connect you to, the, the radio station, but they don't take you to the radio station website, right? And instead of taking you to the radio station website, TuneIn is running their own ads, meaning they're making money by, you know, having these radio stations, but they're not, you know, allowing the radio stations to play their own ads, right? Um, hi, bother me with this. Uh, so Warner and Sony are basically saying that TuneIn should have to have a, um, you know, a license, a, uh, you know, a, a streaming license, a copyright license to be able to play, you know, all to, to be able to connect people to all of these radio stations because TuneIn, once they get you to the radio station, 
you're you're listening or watching TuneIn ads, right? TuneIn has said, look, we're we're not streaming the music. We're just providing a place, a hub where people can find the stations, right? Um, so I want to know from you guys, based on this set of facts that tune in, they do not do their own programming. What they do is have, you know, kind of a central place where you can get links for radio stations all over the world. Now, while you can access those stations, you're not hearing the commercials for those stations. You're hearing the commercials for tune in. And Warner and Sony, who own a lot of radio stations, they're saying, no, 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 no. You're, you're making money off of our content. So you should have to have a license to be able to connect these people to these radio stations. So I want to know from you guys, should tune in have to have a copyright license to be able to connect people to all of these radio stations? Do you think that TuneIn needs a copyright license? Are Warner and Sony justified in this request? Or are they doing a little bit too much? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Um, hello, Manic Pixie Ant Antifa Tempt Temptress? Okay. All right, with the name. Oh, no, okay, now I see it. Manic Pixie Antifa Temptress. Okay, yes, so I want to know from you guys, Do you, um, what do you think? Margaret Massey said, I think they need a license. Does anybody else agree with Margaret that TuneIn should have to have a copyright license to be able to connect people to these other radio stations? Because Warner, Warner and Sony, their argument is, you know, fine, you may not be creating the content, but you're... You're using our content to get people to listen and watch your ad, to listen to and watch your ads. Jessica Lynn said, I think they're doing too much, but if they're making money off of the other stations, they need a copyright. Okay. So Jessica Lynn says that if TuneIn is making money off of, you know, um, off the other stations, they should need a copyright, which they are because when you're on TuneIn, you're watching the ads, the ads from companies that have paid TuneIn to pay these ads. So they are making money. Uh, Cheryl said, I think a license should be required. All right, Instagram, you're a little bit quiet over here. Do you guys have an opinion about TuneIn and whether they need a license? They're saying that we don't create the content. We're just, you know, we're just providing the club. We're just providing the venue. We're not putting the event on. And, uh, but you still got to pay an entrance fee to be a featured performer at the venue, right? So Warner, Warner and Sony, they're like, but the, uh, but, but the, but the, what's bringing people in is our content, and you're not even showing people our ads. So who do you think? Because Facebook seems to be, um, you know, of one accord that a license should be required. Instagram, do you guys have an opinion? <clears throat> uh, Seventy six Grim K said, "Tune in needs to pay." Okay, so I think we are pretty much in a consensus that TuneIn should have to have some type of license. You know, you have people come to, to your site or to your app, and they're listening and watching your ads. And, um, you know, but the content that you're using to get people to listen to and to watch these ads is content that's created by other entities who own it, right? Um, so, yeah, I think a license should be required as well. All right. Okay. 
before we go into our final story of the evening, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you need some legal guidance to help, you know, help you fill out the paperwork right, make sure you cross all your T's and dot all your I's, and so that you can do things like start establishing business credit and getting business loans uh, and getting your stuff into biz- big box stores, go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and connect with me. If you're a first time client, you can book a free 15 minute consultation all right okay jessica lynn has a comment um jessica said if they're not showing warner brothers ads or sony's those companies are in return not honoring their agreements with the company that pays them they're not showing Warner's ads those companies are not honoring their um jessica lynn could you clarify that statement please i'm um i'm a little unclear as to as to what you're what you're trying to say um but while jessica um rephrases that so so i can readdress that uh i want to take start taking us into the final story of the evening um do y'all like watching the olympics if you like watching the olympics give me some type of sports emoji or olympic event emoji i don't know what they got skiing weightlifting if you like watching the Olympics, give me some type of, you know, sports emoji. Um, and while you're doing that, I'm here to let you know that uh, the U.S. branch of the Olympics, you know, managing committee, they are suing Puma. Um, okay? And not only are they, are they suing Puma, they said that Puma has declared war on the Olympics. Now, why is is the U.S. Olympics Committee um, uh, being so, uh, using all of these uh, strong words? Hold on, Jessica restated her, her statement. The companies that pay Warner Brothers and Sony to run ads are not reaching all potential clients because TuneIn is not running those ads. Absolutely, Jessica Lynn, and that's exactly why Warner and Sony are trying to go after TuneIn, okay? So 76 Grimk, I guess your favorite event is the 4x4 women's races. Okay, I've got I've got some, I think that's skiing or something, Cheryl. All right, so we are, we like watching the Olympics. I like, I like the Summer Olympics better than the Winter Olympics just because I don't like cold. Um, but the Olympics, uh, track and field, but the Olympics makes a lot of money, right? Um, and US, the U.S. Olympics, oh, that's fencing. Oh, yeah, fencing. The U.S. Olympics is suing Puma because Puma is, in, in the Olympics' opinion, getting out of their lane, okay? Now, whenever the Olympics come up, right, it's always, um, thank you for all of the emojis, Miss Whitney. It's always uh, with, you know, the, the city that it's in and the year that it's in, right? So we were supposed to have the Olympics uh, in 2020 in Tokyo, I believe. Was it Tokyo? Was it Tokyo? Yes, Tokyo. So the um, the Olympics were supposed to take, uh, since they I said, I like the Summer Olympics also more than the Winter Olympics, right? So, uh, yes. So, Tokyo 2020 was supposed to happen, right? Now, when the U.S. Olympics has those things like Tokyo 2020, 
they trademark those terms because and they use it to make merch uh the the u.s olympics committee makes a pretty penny from licensing out these types of trademarks they made about a billion dollars last year uh, um licensing out uh you know tokyo 2020 but of course you know things happen right here's the problem puma is trying to get into the Olympics lane. Now, the U.S. Olympics, they have already trademarked uh, Tokyo 2021, Beijing 2022, because I guess that's the, that's, because, yeah, Beijing 2022, and Paris 2024. So, the the, the Olympics, they're about three Olympics, uh, um, you know, ahead of time in terms of trademarking. But apparent, but Puma is trying to insert themselves. Puma has recently submitted three trademark applications for Puma Tokyo 2021, Puma Beijing 2022, and Puma Paris 2024. Now, Puma's application for Tokyo Puma Tokyo 2021, they submitted that the day, the same day that the that the um that the Olympics were announced when the Olympics were going to play, right? Um so the U.S. Olympics, they are trying to have Puma's applications for trademarks canceled. And in exchange, in retaliation, Puma is trying to get the U.S. Olympics trademarks for Tokyo, Beijing, and Paris canceled. So I want to know from you here, do you think that the U.S. Olympics is doing too much with trying to protect this phrase? Is it too generic? Um, or is Puma just, you know, trying to get in where they do not fit in, right? As far as I, as long as I have known the Olympics to go on, I've always known it as, you know, the Olympics, you know, what is it? Nagano something. I, I don't even remember where else, um, where it's taking place. I don't remember the other places where the Olympics is taking place. But Tokyo 2021, I'll remember that probably. But is that, is the city and the year, is that too generic for the U.S. Olympics to be trademark, um, to be trademarking. And remember, the U.S. Olympics makes about a billion dollars licensing this, um, those terms out to their partners, right? And as well, they make about four billion dollars through their own right. So what do you think about that? Um, Jessica Lynn said, give Puma a chance to increase their revenue. So you're on Puma's side, Jessica. Margaret Massey said, Puma's trying to do too much. Okay. Um, anybody else? Any other opinions? Um, I'm actually, um, I'm with Margaret on this one. I think that Puma, you know, look, there are some institutions that you don't try to mess with. And I feel like the Olympics is one of them. You know, it's a, it's, it's a global, it is a global, you know, event, um, that the entire world tunes in for And for Puma to be trying to cancel their intellectual property, a global event, I, I, I don't understand where they find the chutzpah. Um, 76 Grim K said Puma's doing too much. I totally agree. Um, uh, but I think Jessica thinks that, uh, Puma should be given a chance to increase their revenue. Right. You see me, Margaret, you see me. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, so we will have to wait and see what the, what the turnout is between the U S Olympics versus Puma. But um, hold on. Since it 39 said Puma sounds butthurt. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but we will have to wait and see what the result is between the U.S. Olympics and Puma, but it seems like the majority of you are on the U.S. Olympic side, as I am, okay? Uh, so yeah, so I think that, yes, that is where we are going to end it for this evening, guys. I want to thank you for all of your participation, for your energy, for, you know, your questions, your comments, for, you know, putting the crazy emojis that I want you to put in. Oh, you saw someone with that shirt? Okay. See? Money. Um, I want to thank everybody who's going to be watching this afterwards. Uh, thank you guys for making this such a fun process for me. You know, I enjoy coming here and interacting with you guys. Uh, if you, as we close out for the week, I'm not coming on tomorrow. We will be back on Monday with more stories. Um, okay. Uh, we'll be back with more stories on Monday. If you find anything, thank you, Margaret, please, uh, put it in the DMs. Uh, I love it when you guys send me stories. Make sure that you are booking your one-on-one coaching sessions. Go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Get your show merch at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Um, social distance, wash your hands, uh, wear your masks, um, you know, And uh, hopefully we'll be out by the summertime. (laughs) All right. So this is where I leave you guys. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you, Miss Whitney.